You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining Carly's Couch. This week, I'm on my own couch and Carly's on her couch at the crib. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we were like, yeah, let's just be at home today. Um, but we're on the virtual couch, as many of you have been throughout all this work from home and pandemic situation. So um, still always good to chat with you, Carly. Absolutely. Excited to be here. Um, as always, uh, please share the vouch with people if you think it might inspire them or benefit their journey. Um, obviously, you're listening, so it's doing something for you. If you have not, please leave us a five-star review. And also call us. Man, our line, ain't nobody banging our line right now. And it's 323-505-2030. Please call us. Leave us topics you want to hear us discuss. Leave feedback from episodes. We always give y'all little tidbits to try in life. I want to know if this stuff actually works. Or call and be like, yo, that shit didn't work. And we can talk yeah. about it. So hit yeah, us it's up. been real dry. It's been real, real dry. Maybe we need to just post about like, hey, hit our number to leave us a voicemail. Or maybe we need to pose them a specific question or something. Like, you know, mm-hmm. give them a little more of a prompt or something to to talk about. Um, you, maybe we could, well, if we could get people involved, maybe we could do an episode like that, where if we have our topic ahead of time, we can get people to leave us messages maybe specific to that, and we can maybe incorporate it in a, um, an episode. So that might be a oh, thing, too. Oh, that's a cool idea. And I feel like we mm-hmm. have a live coming up in some at some point, so maybe yeah, we'll work we all that to. out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but life is good. Things are good. It's been so bright and sunny out here now, so... You know, really, I'm just been in a good zone, like excited about life just because there's more sun outside. It's so funny. I can tell the differences. (laughs) Like I'll be waking up like, yes, a new day. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just be looking outside at 6 p.m. like, wow, there's still sunlight. Like, thank God. At nighttime? 6 p.m. you said? Yeah. 6 and 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 7. That's how I feel at 5.30 in the morning where I'll be like, yes, man, let me get on up. I'll be like ready to go. (laughs) <laughs> I say it's a lot harder to get out of bed whenever it's like dark as hell outside still feels like it's nighttime um mm-hmm. but what else been going on you got anything cool going on what's what's been up um well the only thing well not the only thing but one thing you know I've really kind of been thinking about lately and I guess I has to do what Rich is saying is you know now that it's kind of like summertime basically outside and we're starting to see all the COVID stuff roll back. You know, I think June 15th is when LA opens all the way back up. And, you know, people kind of in the streets right now. I've been out, you know, a lot more, not really in any like bar club situations yet, but I'm noticing and seeing like friends starting to do stuff. Um, and, you know, one thing I've been thinking about lately is how with my business, cause I've been doing so much biz dev lately. When I lived in DC, you know, I used to do so much more direct let me say like that direct marketing i mean not marketing networking like i would go to networking things you know it's the type of place where you go and you're switching cars to people and talking about your work and you know panels and conferences and all those things but since i moved to la i haven't really either found or really tried to like look for our pocket to be very intentional about networking and meeting people and being out and so i've kind of had a little bit of not anxiety, but it's really been on my mind lately to think about how I can do that in LA right now. 
Yeah, I think that's a real thing, um, especially coming out of COVID. That's such a real transition. Like you said, like not quite, you know, anxious, like anxiety, but what makes you mm-hmm. kind of anxious about that? I think the fact that anytime I'd air quote networked here before, a couple of things. I would be with my friends who were, you know, uh, in proximity to particular types of people. So it's like, you know, when that friend calls you like, yo, we going to this or we're doing that or we have this event. And you know, like, oh, I'm gonna be up in the front and I'm gonna be in here and I'm gonna be right beside, you know, whoever um, is awesome. But being that person's person kind of and it's like people will still know you or I can get to know people Mm -hmm. but it's like you're not here because of you you're I'm not even I don't even say because of you because I guess I still am but you know what I mean like I'm not the one who's like y'all people y'all hit me to come out per se and also because in those types of settings that I would be at where I would meet people it was like bitch I'm not we're not talking about work or not even that we were talking about work but like also it's like if I see you out in this type of space like I'm trying to holler at you type thing not really like this is the space to be like hey I do this and that or this is what I'm excited about and working on um does that make sense yeah it does it does so what's the real challenge with that like being like being that person's person or being I think it's really might not be talking about work well, I'm excited. The first part, I think I'm cool with as far as like not being a person's person, because now I am way more clear on like, what does it look like when I'm just talking to somebody and I'm talking about who I am and what I do? Like, that's way more defined, I think, and, and how mm-hmm. I actually speak to it. And maybe I didn't even really speak that much about it before, because it was like, yeah, I kind of do a little this, that, you know, you know, you're just out here trying to figure it out. But it's very clear to me now. So maybe that part is more okay as far as once I'm in different places. But I think what's kind of is what I'm thinking about now is just how do I start this chain of like cultivating slash rebuilding maybe some of the relationships that would mm. let me be in the conversation of, hey, you're trying to do this or trying to do that. And or, you know, put me in the right positions um, out here that's not gonna end up in like Chris Brown jacuzzi or some shit that's doing too much (laughs) (laughs) look you ain't lived to LA if you ain't been in fucking Jamie Foxx pool or some you know like all that kind of stuff you can can end up at some wild stuff out here but it's like that's not really what you know that's not the ones but you know you see different events and stuff online or like that people went to or like little dinners and cool stuff and it's Uh, like okay let me let me figure that out so if it's not that, which is the funny part, because y'all, mm-hmm. if you don't live in LA, she is not lying. I've definitely been to Chris Brown's birthday party. Like, how? How'd I get See, here? I haven't, <laughs> but look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and that's that's not even on a bragging shit. It's like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I'm about I was to say, like, yeah. yo. Girl, I spent, uh-huh. I was at the Drake's New Year's Eve party. So like, I feel you in the Bahamas. <laughs> so like, life, life just be life and connecting it from random spots. Synchronicity. Um, but if it's not, so if it's not that, if it's not being in Jamie Foxx jacuzzi or whatever, like what, you know, what would ideally this look like for you? Like when you make those connections, like what is that? Like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. I guess. You know, maybe it's too, and I don't know if I'm exactly answering your question, but this is kind of like what just came into my head is maybe it's more of a connecting with people's people type of thing. Cause those mm-hmm. are usually, um, and by people's people, I mean, um, well, 
kind of like with the Drake example, it's like one of his boys that like we were doing some work with, I started to become cool with, or, um, you know, the relationship with the right hand man and, or the, you know, different people that are kind of on the teams of people. Um, and not even just notable celebrities, not even the one I'm talking about, but even like with business and stuff to kind of just like start to rebuild some of those connections with connectors. Um, mm-hmm. because maybe that would be one of the quickest ways, like if I'm showing like, Hey, I'm open to like getting out and doing some things and going to stuff. Um, you know, just kind of getting those invites and, or just being able to open the lines of communication back up just to talk about what's going on in the different spaces and what people are doing. Um, I think that might be kind of the next step is like just reevaluate who do I already kind of know anyway, but like, let me just actually rejump conversations so I can really like kind of re get to know what people are doing and almost reintroduce myself to like my, you know, I wouldn't call them my friends, but they're people who I've been associated with or who know me. Um, but you know, I've never really had a time where I was like super duper clear and defined on like the stuff I'm working on, what I'm excited about and what we're doing. So uh, maybe kind of just re going through that with people that I know. Absolutely. You've been doing all the work on that. So I'm excited to see like how that comes to fruition because you are so clear because mm-hmm. you you do know like what you're saying yes to what you're saying no to like very much yeah. what your vision is for things. And so I'm excited to see what that looks like, like as someone, you know, around you. Is there anything I can do to support you or to help hold you accountable or anything I can do? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe just little crisp breezy call maybe just pick up the line so when i I need you to when i i need you to get some clothes on let's go (laughs) yeah i just i just need to start talking more and it's helpful like we said at the beginning that with um the sun being out more like my mood feels a lot better these days you know it's like all right i can let me talk to people you know yeah i yeah I don't know. I had some clicks the other day. Get back on these hookahs. Too. You said you had what? I said I feel like I had a space or like something just clicked the other day, like where my mood just kind of like leveled out. Like, I don't know. I've been feeling better too. So mm. feeling good, looking better. Yeah, I know that's right. So what's been going on with you? <laughs> um, I've really been struggling with balance. I feel like I talk about this shit all the time, which makes it like amplified a million <laughs> more time. I know. It makes it a million time more time. It's frustrating. Um, but I, like you talk about, I'm getting more clear in what I'm saying yes to, what I'm saying no to, what I want to actually be a part of and help build. And so that's helpful, but I'm still not, I still, I still feel like I'm not able to manage my schedule in a good way. So my time management has just been fucking off kilter. So the problem is your time management, like you're not balancing all the things you have to do. Um. Yes. And I think it's, not balancing all of the things, but I think as I'm getting more clear and transitioning out of things, I just have residual like build up on my plate of all the nonsense of like being over committed and overstaffed for things um, or understaffed and overcommitted for things. Well, it sounds like you could just do stuff like maybe make a list of like, all right, this week, here's all the things I need to get done and then take out like, all right, which are the ones that I really didn't want to be doing? Which are the ones I want to do? And like make a plan maybe for how you can start to get some of those out of the way. Like just like, all right, can I, is there anybody I can send this to to get done? And or 
is this all like in one particular group? Maybe I can be like, you know what, come July, I'm gonna go ahead and put the feeders out like I'm done doing this or like I'm not gonna work in this space or work with this person or like just start making a plan for like how you can get those off the plate. Maybe that's something that you could try to do this week um, or maybe just prioritize like as you go through your planner prioritize the things that you want to do that you need to do and then let the rest at least be hey if I didn't get to that then it's whatever I don't care about those things as much anyway um, so that way you probably could feel more energized more momentum if at least you're focused on the things that are the things you care about really doing you know I think sometimes yeah. we look at like our to-do list but it's like let me check my email or let me do this little stuff you know and then next thing you know it's like really do I feel bad because I wasn't productive today because you might have got stuff done but what I'm recognizing lately is that I've really just been like let me just start like let me just do this one thing and starting with the important things and then it's like as I'm doing stuff, I keep getting more energy. Like, oh, damn, I feel good. Cause like, I'm actually making, you know, things change, making things shake. Yeah. Like I didn't wait to the end of the day to like send stuff to other people for them to start. You know, it's like, let me just get that out let them start doing that. Um, I've been doing way better, like looking at the priorities and like what to start with. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's like, it, it's a spiral. Just like it maybe feels like a spiral out of control. It's a spiral in control when you mm -hmm. at least just start with, like, all right, those things that you do have on your list that, like, you really want to do, like, let me start with that. And then it really spirals in control. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes, and So I think it's, it's all of those I'm going to do all those things. <laughs> I'm about to, but, but I feel like, like, if y'all have been listening to The Bounce for a while or not, go back and listen. It's like, you know, we have whole episodes about prioritizing your schedule and, doing the hard things, being more productive, like productivity versus being busy. And it's like, even knowing all these things, sometimes I still find myself like a little bit lost in the sauce with it. Um, so yeah, yeah that's kind of, yeah, working on it. All right, girl, you'll figure it out. Always do. <laughs> um, but that actually leads into what we are talking about today. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Lexi? Well, if you guys are paying attention, maybe you, maybe they wouldn't realize that's probably how I, I wouldn't actually not have answered exactly like that. Let me make that clear. Cause y'all might be like, well, that's just how you be. Um, but what we were doing just now in asking each other, you know, what's been going on and engaging with that is showing you a difference between somebody who is asking the questions and allowing you to discover and think more deeply about the topic yourself versus what it looks like when somebody kind of just jumps in and gives you advice and is like, oh, well, this is what you need to do. Um, and you, so you probably caught that, or now that I'm saying it, you probably could catch what the difference was in Carly talking to me and helping me explore what I was thinking about versus even though I was actually kind of given a couple of good things she could try, when I was talking to her, I actually didn't really dive into like balance with what, like, I didn't even know she was necessarily talking about, you know, just work stuff and, or if there are things she actually wants to get off her plate. Like I just kind of made some of those assumptions, which I think sometimes we do, like, especially when we're talking to friends, like we think we know the person and it's like, girl, do this or, you know, come on, bro. You, like we've done this before. We've talked about this before. Um, 
am I doing a good job of kind of explaining how we did that exercise? If I was really doing it though, because I am a person who does like to, I don't want to say give advice, but I do like to get to like, all right, so what can we do? But I, I had to stop myself because I was about to just really keep asking questions. I would have asked a few more questions. But you're a question. Sure. I about to say, but you're a questioner. Like I think you just are naturally skilled at asking questions in ways that most people don't. Like I'm, give, I'm a big of you on that because I think it's just a natural skill that you have. And those are the people that usually get the big bucks. Um, mm-hmm. Are people who ask questions. Um, but I think you did a great job. And if you are like, wait, what? Y'all did that? Go back and listen to the conversation. Because it wasn't bad. I think. Like I don't think it. It just listening to that. It didn't seem like I was being bad like doing bad if that makes sense which is why i think this is an important topic in conversation because you know like maybe that would could have been kind of helpful and or that that's kind of you know sometimes you can have combo like that it's not terrible it's not like i dismissed mm-hmm. you per se but it could have been deeper i think is what we're getting at like it could have been a little more to it as far as like making some real discovery and just listening more absolutely and i think um that's why this is so important is because we are so quick to give advice like i know when certain people call me i'm like oh i already know what advice i'm giving like i can mm-hmm. relate to this story and i'm gonna do it but i think in doing so sometimes you miss out on that root issue like i think sometimes the things that we think are problems in our lives are the leaves or the fruit of root of a much deeper issue um and so we try to fix whatever the first thing that they say like oh i'm having a bad day oh go do yoga you'll feel good and it's like, damn, you don't even know what, the, what they really were talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's so important. But I wanted to ask you, like with you, you know, presenting something that you've been kind of, you know, chewing on for a little bit. How did it feel to have space to like for someone to ask questions as opposed to just giving advice? Like, does it feel any different? Because we've all been in both conversations where people hop in and start giving us solutions. Um, and then hopefully you have people like give you space and ask you questions. Like, does it feel different to you? Hmm. I'm not sure how different I would say it feels, but what I can tell you is that a lot of times when people, they ask me a lot of questions about something, I also kind of feel like, hey, like, it's like kind of like you're trying to be too in my business. Like, I, if I wasn't really trying to get that deep into it, mm-hmm. there was something about the questions you asked, I think, that they weren't just, man, I don't, how can I better describe it? Like, they weren't just like, oh, what have you tried doing? Or like, it wasn't very uh, judgy or tacky. And it's kind of like the way you were asking me questions was just like, okay, and what else about that? Like, it was just kind of open for me to say whatever else I want to say. And it it didn't feel very invasive. Maybe that's that's a good word for it. So I didn't notice that. That was the exact word I had in my head, but I was like, I'm gonna let Mm -hmm. you talk because I'm working on not interrupting people. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think... um, I think it's less invasive. So this episode was inspired. I was listening to um, a podcast, a Brene Brown podcast, and she had on um, the, what is this man's name? Let me find it real quick. It should be right here. Um, The coaching habit author, Michael Bungay Stanier. I might have completely messed that up, but um, he wrote this book called The Coaching Habit and how a lot of times, you know, we always give advice, but that could stunt relationships, could stunt growth, could keep the person from being able to learn a lesson if people always like try to swoop in and fix problems for people. And so um, I thought it would be a great discussion and also something I challenge myself to pause and to like remain curious whenever people are talking instead of assuming I automatically know what's going on. 
Mm -hmm. So basically some of the framework and some of the things we're going to go over um, are helpful for you if you like lead teams, coach or manage as well. Um, and if maybe you are like a consultant type person or coach in your work, and also just I think as a better resource and listener for your friends or people that you are close to and have relationships with for sure. Um, definitely something interesting that you'll want to listen to closely so you can try it out uh, next time you're having a conversation and really see if it feels different for you. I think that's the cool thing about episodes like this and about information like this is that you can immediately put it to work and see what happens. Exactly. And um, so, it's, you know, like say less and ask more questions. That's really what mm -hmm. it is. Instead of filling space um, come with, with, oh man, this happened to me and I can give you advice and I know you, it's like recognizing that, you know, your own biases a lot of times like don't actually help people solve their problems because mm -hmm. there's no way for you to understand all the nuances, even if it is your partner or your best friend. And you know what else about that is sometimes it's not even just about like, oh, you shouldn't be trying to solve everybody's problems, but also that people, things don't stick. Concepts sometimes don't stick to people unless it's their idea. So like I might've given you some stuff and it's like, oh, that was sounded cool, that was good. But it probably, it might not really stick per se. You know what I mean? Versus if we had got to a point in conversation where you kind of like, you know what, maybe I could do this. That was one of the parts of, of how you spoke to me where it's like, okay, what well, so, um, you know, what do you think is a benefit or what you could do or whatever. And now if you get somebody to kind of talk through their own type of solutions, it's like my brain and my heart can kind of like connect on what am I doing? And like, hmm, okay. And I'm making this decision and I have, um, I have agency over what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest piece, right? Is when people come to us, um, you know, with issues and confidence, whether it's like a mentee or a coworker or somebody who you manage or even a friend or a partner or whatever, you know, um, a lot of times it feels good to try to help them solve things. But like, you're taking that away from them, like their opportunity to explore it and also their opportunity to build trust within themselves. I think that that's important to learn that like, man, I can kind of think through these things and like find my own solution. Mm -hmm. And probably low key for people who tend to be over-responsible and, you know, want to solve everybody's problems anyway, this is probably way less energy you're expending. Because um, I think sometimes we get drained we're trying to do too much with, you know, figuring somebody else's stuff out where it's like, it actually doesn't take that much to listen and, and let it be an open space to explore. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take off my Captain Savaho hat <laughs> and um, just, you know, work on listening. Mm -hmm. And so like being on a better support. And so I think the coaching habit, I have not read the book to be clear, but I was inspired by this exercise and, and the way that this framework that um, he either came up with or put in a book, and I think, like I said, like Lexi was talking about, I think it's just more about being a better listener and a better resource for all the people in my life, not necessarily just in coaching or in anything like that. And so um, I actually tried this with my best friend, which is cool because um, I listened to the podcast and then my best friend called me and she is, you know, in this job that she's not necessarily growing in. I know she doesn't like it, um, all these things. And she was just like, you know, I don't really know what I want to do. And part of me was like, girl, you know what you want to do? Quit that damn job. But didn't say any of those things. And I, I was like, hmm. And so um, the framework has like seven essential questions that you can ask people. But I think the idea is just 
almost any open-ended question to help people ponder things, but we'll kind of go through their framework and then I'll explain a little bit about how it works with my best friend. I think Lexi has an example too, but um, there's like the first question is the Kickstarter question. And it's, um, you know, asking the person like what's on your mind and this spotlights exactly what they want to talk about. And so when she was like calling me, she was like, man, I kind of feel stuck, my job, blah, 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 started talking. And I was like, well, what's really on your mind? And then she just started kind of opening up about everything. Um, and then the next question is the awe question, A-W-E. And it's like, okay, and what else? And so, like I mentioned, a lot of times the first issue that we talk about, like, oh, this person in traffic, like, cut me off. And it's like, okay, you're upset about that, but that's not the real issue, dog. Like, some, there's something else that happened before you left the crib. And so after she, after I asked her, like, okay, well, what's really on your mind? She started talking and I was like, okay, and what else? to help uncover like really what's going on. And she completely like started opening up and we ended up talking about something completely different than her actual job. And then, I don't know if you want to jump in here, you want me to finish my example? Yeah, go through. Cause I like the okay. way you're kind of hitting the one, two, three and then saying your cool. examples. Cause then I'll go through and say how I tried to do this with my conversation. Perfect. So ask my Kickstarter, did the and what else question. And then you want to kind of focus people in to find the specific um, incident and kind of how it impacts the person. And so I was like, okay, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you don't really like this job, but you're not sure about finding another job right now. Like, what is the real challenge here for you? Like, how, like for you specifically, like, what is the real challenge? And then so she was able to kind of think about how it is actually impacting her in this moment. And like what she's actually struggling with. It's not just the job. It's that, you know, she feels stuck because of all of these things in her life. And the job is just one manifestation of that. And I was like, okay, well, then what do you want? And so not only are you helping the person focus in on like what the actual issue is and how it specifically impacts them, but then asking them also like, okay, ideally, like, what would you want to happen? Because I think sometimes we get so bogged down with everything that's going wrong that we don't actually take the time to think about what we want it to look like or what it could look like. Um, and then the next question they have on here is like, how can I help? Um, trying to help people put people help people put things in perspective by connecting like me to them, which I actually skipped that question because there's not anything I can do to help her get unstuck. Um, I didn't think it fit, but I went to the strategic question, which is. If you're saying yes to X, what are you saying no to? And so I was like, okay, well, you know, you're complaining about your this job and you're saying it doesn't fit you and you're doing this, but by keeping this job that you don't really like, what are you saying no to? Like, what are you really missing out on? Like with this being here? And is that a reason that you feel stuck? Cause you're not being able to pursue your creative endeavors or you're not doing this. And so this helps the person kind of look at this initial conflict or problem in the context of other issues that are going on in their lives. And then the last question is that they have on the framework is the learning question is like, okay, well, what was most useful for you? And this helps the person like make essential connections for them. And this is like an opportunity for growth as they become more self-sufficient. What that means to me is I was like, okay, you know, she was, we got to like, if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? She knows what the real problem is. She knows how it affects her. She knows what she wants to do. And I was like, all right, so what, you know, what's, what about this conversation like stood out to you? Like, what are your takeaways? Like, how did this help you or how did it not? Did it leave you with more questions? And we were able to talk about like how it got her to figuring out what the roots were. And then also figuring out what she actually wants to do, what she hadn't thought about. 
And so that was like her point of growth is figuring out, okay, if I don't want to do this, what do I want to do? Hmm. You did a good job of going through that without giving like any details about her actual issues. <laughs> um, did you tell this friend that you were doing this? I actually did, which is probably not the best case study, but I, I, I am an advice giver. I'm a solution. I'm a problem solver. I give solutions is what I do. So I told her like, I was like, it was about to cross, like quit your job, almost crossed the threshold of my lips. And I was like, pulled it back in. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try something new. I listened to a podcast. Are you down to do exercise? And she was like, uh, okay. I was like, bet. I was like, I'm just going to ask you questions. I was like, I'm not going to give you any advice. And she mm -hmm. was like, okay, cool. But, um, it's, cool for me like even if people know that you're doing that specifically like it didn't I don't think it impacted any of her answers it still gave her mm -hmm. space even though she knew I was asking I didn't have to like sneak pull some questions on her like she was still able to open up in a way even though she knew I was doing it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and something you mentioned which is interesting and for everybody who tries this in the next conversation it's really that pause you know before you say something that's so important. We talk about this pause so much. We really, the name of our podcast should be pause, um, which actually that's not a bad idea for like the name of something, a book or like something, maybe it already exists, but just call it pause. But, um, you know, I think a lot of times it's just so easy to just get started talking and it really takes training to just pause and do that. Um, Carly and I were talking about this episode yesterday, you know, just kind of getting on the same page before we record. And I was like, ooh, you know what? I can try this with a call that I had yesterday and coming up. Um, and so that, that's what I'm going to tell you is what happened with my experience trying this out immediately after checking it out. And I literally was on the phone and I had this, you know, all the notes up from this framework. And so my combo went as follows. I had a guy who sent me a, a message online about, hey, you know, I've seen your work and he works with somebody who was one of my clients. He was like, you know, I just really don't know what I'm trying to do next. And, you know, he was kind of basically saying, hey, can you give me life advice on like, what, to, what should I do? And I messaged him like, you know, first of all, like, hey, I can't give you any kind of life advice from a three sentence message. So, you know, I'm happy to hop on the phone with you, you know, 15, 20 minutes and just see what's going on. And so now, Carly and I had talked about this and then I was like, bet, I was ready, hopped on the phone. I was looking at the questions. Um, and then one of the things that was maybe different though is for when it's somebody who's like, they're calling you specifically to kind of vent and tell you everything. Like, I feel like he said so much when I first said, what's on your mind? Like, it's like, yeah, I'm ready for something new. You know, I've been doing everything and marketing all these different types of things. Um, and he, he told me how I can help. Like, so he kind of answered all these things. He was like, you know, I, I really want your help because I want you to tell me what should I be doing to go farther? And so this was kind of a real test for me because he, he kept trying to pry me to tell him. Like, and some people kind of want that. Like, yo, tell me something to do. Um, but I, I think that I, I kind of transitioned some what else, like, and really let him keep saying stuff. But he really kind of put it all out there, like what he's nervous about, what he's thinking about. And so I started to hear kind of what's the underlying issues, um, which for him was, I'm feeling stagnant and I'm feeling like I'm not learning anything new. And so when I, I was asking about like, well, what's, you know, what do you think is uh, the real challenge here for you? So I did use that one and he kind of went into, you know, maybe wanting more education. And when I asked him, well, what do you really want? 
he said, to be better and to dabble into some other things. So really, it's interesting because, you know, as you're talking to somebody, when you're just asking them questions, like he was giving himself kind of the clarity as far as like, well, what do I really want? Because he was looking for me to just tell him like what he wants to do or like, what should he do? And it's like, but when I ask you, you're kind of telling me where you feel a little deficient or where you feel like you wish you were stronger. Um, And when I asked him again, how I can help, um, then he said, you know, can you point me in the right direction? So for me, I thought about the how can you help question as like, hey, are you looking for me to just give you advice? Are you looking for me to kind of just like listen? Or what exactly do you want before I put all my energy into, you know, just making that assumption? But he said, you know, kind of point him in the right direction. Um, I didn't ask what he was saying no to. Um, but then I kind of did. I got right into my advice, though, I'm not gonna lie. Um, kind of after after the how can I help and having heard him talk so much um, and my advice to him was I gave him a book recommendation so I kind of gave him more stuff for him to look into I, I said you know what there's this book I'm reading um, which I might as well show on here too called The Business of Expertise shout out mm. Trav I listened to the audiobook then I got it because it's one of those where you can really kind of go through and do the things that you're going through it um, and you should definitely check this out too Carly but I was like yo get this book because it talks about how can you be more of an expert in like what are some ways for you to learn more in the specific space? Because the better you are at something, the more you feel good about it. He's like, yeah, I really want to help, you know, the the realtors as much as I can because he does marketing within like a realtor brokerage. And then we kind of talked about like, yo, what if you were that expert guy? Like, you know, as you're continuing to learn more on your own and you start kind of blogging about the things you're learning, especially if it's in this niche space of marketing for real estate, there's a lot of people that can start to kind of look to you um, and you're also kind of continuing to grow and whatever, and whatever. So I kind of just talked about some ideas like that. I told him a couple of concepts that I'd learned from the book, but I mostly just said like, oh, you should check this book out and see if it kind of gives you some direction. Um, and then I don't know if I asked exactly what was useful for him, but, um, but I did kind of check in and say like, hey, um, uh, let me know how you feel about it. Cause he said he was ordering it right there. I was like, let me know how you feel when you about the book. And, you know, do you feel like I helped at all with this convo? Really, he kind of told me that without me having to ask. Um, but I think he did get a lot of good just direction. And I think kind of what we were saying earlier, um, what he was able to get also was hearing your own self give the answers and at least tighten up on like, what's the real thing that you want? Because he was so open. He's like, should I go work somewhere else? Should I? go to school, should I do this, should I do that, should I do this? And I'm like, I don't know, that's a whole lot of things you're saying. So it's like, yo, just maybe just start with like tightening up where you are because the better we get at something, the more, you know, the better we feel about it. And he just, I think he felt like he just wasn't, you know, that awesome with what he was doing anymore. Like he kind of hit a ceiling. So that's kind of how my conversation went with this. And I like that you shared that because I feel like in addition to him, like being able to find his own solutions, I feel like you give great advice in general. Um, Another big up, like, I feel like you do a great job of giving advice, but I feel like if you didn't let him like, and what else, and what else, and keep talking, you might have missed some of those underlying issues. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, like, oh, I just true. need this. And you might, you might've missed that. And so it's an, op- it's an opportunity, like when we are, you know, supporting people in whatever capacity to really not only give them a chance to hear themselves, which is great because then they can trust themselves more like, damn, I really do know the answers. We just become a facilitation space and like a Mm -hmm. bounce board for people um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like 
here's the cookie. Like you're gonna get the cookie mm-hmm. at the end, but like mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little bit more about Girl, because like something he said early, I was like, oh, I already know like what I kind of <laughs> want to say it, but I was like, let me ask these questions, girl. I guess. Um but one thing though also is that like I said, I usually do ask a lot of questions, but with this, to your point though, and maybe because I was trying to follow this, I had to really listen. So I think it's something about these questions that like you kind of have to really listen to what they're saying too. So, you know, instead of me just asking questions, just to be asking questions, it's like, I was really trying to get a baseline for what is, what's the real thing going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited to try this, um, like consciously try this with other people when I'm having conversations. Yeah. And I don't think um, you'll see the, uh, maybe I'll drop a link so you can like see the framework somewhere, um, like in the show notes. Like you don't have to ask the person every question, especially if it doesn't fit. Like you can look mm-hmm. at this and be like, okay, this question does not fit for what I'm doing. But um, just make sure when you are asking questions, I think it's thoughtful if they remain open-ended. So not like yes, no questions or ones that have definitive answers. Um, and then also maybe even reflection questions like, oh, I hear you. You know, it sounds like, um, you know, one of your mm-hmm. like major pain points is that you're, you feel stagnant. Yeah. Like, am I hearing you? Sometimes you? it's like, you gotta say a little something else with this, which is why I was like, dang, am I doing this wrong? Cause you know, sometimes it is like, you do have a little something to say, um, okay. as you like say, it sounds like this, is it blah, blah, blah. So it also reminded me, and I told you this, of uh, when I was doing the training for that crisis text hotline, where you're talking to people who are specifically hitting you because it's like hey I don't feel good right now or this is what's going on with me um and it really was like a lot of open-ended questions validation I think that maybe that's considered a whole other framework as well for approaching those types of conversations but it gives off those kind of similar vibes mm-hmm. yeah and I think I think um that's a great point and it probably helps people feel more supported so depending on like what your role is and like how you give advice or how you want to get better I'm sure mm-hmm. like you can research and find specific frameworks and things, but I think this one is kind of a general one that you can like pick and choose what fits for whatever you're doing, but great ways to continue conversations or to get to the actual root issue. So you're not expending all your energy trying to give people all these resources that they're not really looking for right now. Yeah, yeah. Last um, are you ready to redo your conversation? Let's give me a chance to do yours a little bit better yeah. and see if it's any different. It'll be funny if I'm like, yeah, girl, same advice. <laughs> <laughs> But and we're done here, <laughs> right? But I mean, yeah, mine was just a lot quicker. But uh, maybe we'll see something different. And if anything, though, to your point, um, in building relationships and or having relationships with people, um, even if we were to get to the exact same stuff, you know, it's like at least it's a little bit more of the listening and the, you know, like it's just a little bit more going on there that I think can deepen. Uh, relationships and show you know value value in your relationships with other people so I think that part in itself is probably worth worth doing it even if you really do like girl I already know like that is what you needed to do you know how do you think about that yeah. how do you feel about that I agree I was about to say my best friend still need to quit her job mm-hmm. <laughs> like you right. know, that didn't change but like I think um you know that's just one of the major pain points that's related to something else that's going on in her life and you know Mm -hmm. we weren't we weren't able to see those connections until she kept digging into what those things are and Mm -hmm. also knowing that like as much as we like love people and as close as we are to people like and we think we know them sometimes it's still good to ask questions because you don't really know what's going on inside of people's head even if you spend every single day with them Mm -hmm. yeah that is a fact 
Okay. Well, let's do this again. Um, so, Carly, what's, what's been going on with you? What's on your mind? Man, I've been feeling, like, overwhelmed. Like, I feel like we talk about it a lot, again. But, um, you know, balance, trying to figure out how to get all these things done. Like, I feel like I've just been coming up short in a lot of areas, and it's so frustrating because I really am trying to do better and, like, be my best. Mm -hmm. What are all these areas? Like, what else is there to you know, what you kind of have on your plate right now? Man, so um, I feel like, well, not I feel like it's, I mean, I feel like it's everything. It's, um, well, the one area I don't actually feel like I'm messing up in right now is my personal life. Like, that's good. But everything else, like work-wise, like trying to like launch new ventures, like I've been building another business since August and I'm almost there. Y'all be excited for that. That's coming soon, but almost there, just not right there. Um, I, you know, work with some nonprofits and some other organizations and we're doing our summer programming and our planning. I'm helping at the gym and doing different stuff, helping a couple, um, like mentoring somebody in their business now. And I just feel like I've been spread so thin that I haven't been able to give my best self to anything really. Outside of the podcast and my personal life, I feel like I haven't been able to show up as my best self. That's so interesting that it's like in that one section, um, if in your personal life and like with the podcast and things, you feel like, okay, I'm coming correct. What do you think could be like the underlying issue just around work stuff? Um, what I've been. What's the difference in how you're, what, how you're doing that? What I've been marinating on is that um, I've said yes to some stuff that I don't really want to do. Mm. Like I'd like, I want to do the podcast. Like I want to, you know, be able to show up in my personal life, like for my friends and, and in all these areas but it's like I think I get so irritated mm. like having to give my time to stuff that is not mine and things that I'm not all the way that are not are not in alignment but that I said yes to and I'm like well damn I gotta do this shit um I think it makes it a lot harder for me to show up mm. so in your personal life you're doing what you want to do but with a lot of these work things mm, you're not it's things that you just feel like you have to do but you don't want to do so what do you want then when it comes to like those work type professional endeavors? What do you want? Um, I, I think as I'm getting more clear on my vision, I only want to do stuff that's in alignment. And I feel like, I feel like I'm getting closer to that, but I feel like I've had a lot of other prior commitments that I, that are like transitioning off my plate. They're just not there yet. And so I'm mm. on the precipice of like only doing those things that are completely in alignment, but it's like other stuff that I've you know, kind of convinced myself was in alignment, even though I knew it really wasn't either because I wanted to help somebody or because I felt like, oh, yo, the bread is good or whatever. Um, so I really only want to do what I want to do and what's in alignment, but I'm not there yet. So what you want to do is what's in alignment, but like also what it, what does that mean for you right now? Like what is alignment for you with what? Um, alignment with like my vision for Holistically Dope, I think okay. because it was so hard for me to figure out exactly what it was and how to um, explain everything that I do, you know, concisely. Like I wasn't sure because it's holistic health and wellness, but like, bitch, mm. that's anything. <laughs> that's um, everything. Now, <laughs> everything in the world. But now as I get more clear, like I want to be, you know, a space for social emotional learning, self-love, like pretty much all things self-love and becoming the best version of yourself. And that looks like programming and training in these types of classes and this type of curriculum. I'm also learning like, I love kids and I want to work with them directly in 
smaller capacities. <laughs> and so it's mm -hmm. like saying no to some of those things and transitioning when I originally thought like, oh, it has to look this way. I think that's probably the biggest issue is like, for so long, I thought that success looked like this. And then I got it and I was like, this is not it. This is not mm -hmm. it. This doesn't feel like it. And so I'm trying to whittle into what that actually is. Mm -hmm. And so how can I help you with that? Or is there anything I can do to support it? I don't know in this moment, but I am actually learning how to ask for help. So I will surely be back to you once I figure out what that looks like. I want to give some advice real bad, <laughs> but I think it would be. So is this wrong though? Because, you can give advice. Because listen, look, let me get back to my book. Um, because listen, <laughs> so, but, so one of the things I heard though, cause you said, you know, if, if you need help, like you're, you're think more about reaching out. But what I would also do also is give you the same resource because one thing I'm hearing you say is, or an underlying thing is like, yo, as you're clarifying what this is about, um, it makes it easier to say yes and no to things because now you can run it across this checklist. So this book, The Business of Expertise by David Baker, I'd recommend you get it as well because there is a whole section about positioning and around you're you filling out making this statement of holistically dope is successful when and so now there's um shoot and i wrote these down for my company and had the four things i wish i knew exactly what page it was on now but it's like oh it's right here we'll be successful if here's this example if we move the needle on behalf of respectful clients who align with our mission and you would make kind of what makes sense for you exactly um willingly paying a price premium for our hard-won, non-interchangeable expertise, letting us direct the process as experts who have found the most effective way to create change while keeping us significantly, significantly engaged to keep learning and growing. So like in a way, you know, you wanna find people who need this and who are willing to pay this and let you run it while you still can learn and grow. But you can make that a little more specific to you, but to be able to have a statement of like, yo, if, you know, my girlfriend asked to help me with X, Y, Z and like, sure, I could help, but it doesn't really fall into this, then I could say no. And in positioning yourself in a kind of in that space that you're, you're defining more, you're more comfortable going out for certain types of things so that now it's easier to be picky when you have more options. So like if you only have, you know, this one person who's asking you about something, it's like, dang, I don't got nothing else popping right now. So, all right, I'll take it on. It's like, no, what if you had like, yo, this school's trying to get me to do something and my friend's asking for help or a little whatever. And it's like, mm, I can say no to that because I have the options of doing things that are more aligned. So it really does kind of take you through a process of like cleaning that up a lot um, to define a little bit better what are your yeses and no's and then how to get more of those yeses or to get more conversations going mm. in that space because now you're more clear about that space so i would just i'm saying all that just to recommend this book so that's not even super my just my advice but it's a resource i like giving resources um so i think that you would really get a lot from that book too because i've been you know jotting a lot of things down and using that to tighten up my own kind of like operations manual with that um oh, good. So I started giving advice after question five, <laughs> but I'm gonna still go back to this just to see if there's a way to kind of go back into some of this. Um, so one thing I hear you say is that 
you need to say yes to the right types of projects. So if you're saying yes to those types of projects, then what are you saying no to? If I'm saying yes to the right types of projects? Mm -hmm. Oh, then- What are you saying I mean, no to? To anything that doesn't, doesn't align. I think the moment I get clear on what alignment looks like for me. So the moment I have that little cross check system or like I have my, like these are my 10 things and they don't match then, um, you know, I can't do it. Then I think, you know, I can say no to all these other things that are partially in alignment, that sound cool, that are good clients, but not in alignment. Like I can just start to say no to all those things. And that gives me more time mm -hmm. to focus on like the main thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I ask that first and say, oh, there's this book that talks about how to do that. So mm -hmm. maybe that could have fit there too. But also in me kind of like what I would give as a resource, I kind of asking, kind of covering that question. You kind of talk about that question. Like your whole thing is like wanting to say yes to more of this. So you can say no to more of that. Um, were there any connections that were kind of made that were new to you or that were helpful to you mm, in I this? Think... Or maybe this versus the first version since I'm kind of like oh, melting man. it all together in real life now, but. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the biggest differences for me when people ask questions is like in the first one, I know you weren't being dismissive and it was great advice, but I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't even get to get to the main to the main thing before you started giving advice. And so I kind of felt like, damn, that's not even what I really needed the advice on. Just let me talk mm -hmm. like two more seconds. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I think it's also funny because it's like we always know what we need to do. We always know mm -hmm. what the stuff is. We just got to like listen and give ourselves that space to talk or journal through it or whatever. Um, nothing that I didn't already know, but I think it helped give me a better perspective. And I honed in more on like, it's actually just things that are in alignment. Cause I've just been mm -hmm. feeling like it was like everything, but it's actually just things that are in alignment. Like the focus mm -hmm. that I need to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I reflect on the two different conversations, I feel like the first one yeah it just didn't give you a chance to talk at all um that advice that i gave the first time was a little different but could it, it's almost like i gave the same type of advice about like do the things you actually care about more and let those other things fall off but it was without exploring what the real issue is about alignment and not getting more clear on things like some of that stuff didn't get to be heard um, and then actually just saying like, this is a good book because it kind of goes through a lot of like exactly what it sounds like you're talking about is now kind of just like, let you also go on and do your own discovery with something else too, I guess. Well, I think also like you got to the real problem of me not knowing what in alignment looks like. So how can I oh, actually uh -huh. cross those things off my list? So you help me discover the mm -hmm, bottleneck. Mm -hmm, it's like, yes, mm -hmm. I've been trying to to push things off my plate but I don't yeah. really know I'm kind of stuck on what that looks like that's and so true. maybe that's why maybe that's why y'all been hearing me talk about balance for the last you know right 42 episodes yeah because you still <laughs> have that same problem until you really figure out like what's keeping me from having any change I guess exactly because it's not that's like a good a observation lack of trying, trust me Mm -hmm. With me, it's never a lack of trying, but like, that's the thing, right? It's like, you're helping people discover where they should be directing their energy. Mm -hmm. So like, I could tell somebody to exercise, but if their ACL is torn, that's the real issue. It's not that they're mm -hmm. lazy or that they, it's just their body hurts when they run. And that's just a very physical example. But I think 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in this conversation we just had, it helped me realize like, man, I really have been trying to do those things you said. They're all great advice and I appreciate them, but there was something keeping me from really being able mm-hmm. to do that in the most efficient way. And it's knowing the baseline of what's in alignment for you. Mm-hmm. Figuring that out, which sometimes means instead of like trying to achieve through the shit is like, let me just take a damn, just brainstorm and or just write some things down and or like if you do look at this book which i'm just talking to you now like if you do look at this book like oh i'm gonna get it it's kind of what it helps you like it doesn't really walk through helping you do that it's just saying like you need to do it and here's some examples of what that can look like um but you kind of have to connect all your dots in that way i guess that was cool i like this um i like this conversation i hope the listeners you did too it, this is kind of to me feels reflective of early episodes when it's like me and Carly just kind of talking through things and like learning things together. Um, so we hope that you're able to get something out of it versus like, like us being like listener X, Y, Z and like talking straight to y'all. Um, so this is definitely something to try. Check the show notes. Let's put the, um, at least just the seven little sections of what they are. Um, just the one, mm-hmm. two, three, four. We don't have to have all the extra notes, but Um, We could probably put that in the show notes for you so you can try to do this when you're having your conversations um, to have deeper conversations when you're, when you're talking to people uh, in your circle. So thanks. This is a good good episode, Carly. Yeah. Thanks. And thanks for going through it. Yeah. I, um, I like the conversational episodes and I think it's great for y'all to hear us like go through stuff with each other. Cause like, that's kind of how I learn is like through application. And so I'm gonna challenge y'all to look in these show notes and actually try it with somebody. Like call mm-hmm. your friend, be like, "Yo, let's just try this thing." Um, hit us up at Carly's Couch on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, pretty much to let us know how it went. Like for real, I'm I'm very interested in seeing um, how this goes, and I feel like it'll help me be a better resource for people. Um, I'm super, super, super excited for this week's shout out. Um, in episode 82, we highlighted fire in little africa and that is a multimedia hip-hop project commemorating the 1921 massacre of tulsa's greenwood neighborhood also known as black wall street the hundred um i can't say anniversary but it was been 100 years this year um, may 29th through june 1st when black wall street got burned down um and bombed and all those things and uh fire in little africa is a project to highlight black voices that are there the fire in Tulsa never went out and they released their album last year um if you listen to episode 82 it talks about when I went back to Oklahoma and got to be there for them recording they recorded an album during the weekend when we were there they also shot a documentary and they are popping they dropped their album recently like uh like I want to say Friday and they're like number six on Apple's like Apple music charts their song Elevator is like up on the charts. Like they dropped the music video. They have um, Beyonce's PR person, which is really dope. So she's been highlighting them. Motown um, helped, uh, I guess, I don't know if the correct word is like publish the album, but Motown supported the album whenever they dropped it. They got Uncle Charlie on there from the Gap Band. He's actually from Tulsa. So Uncle Charlie's on one of the songs, but all the other artists are all from Oklahoma and from Tulsa specifically, most of them. And so yeah, check that out. Shout out to Dr. View, Phoebe, for putting this whole project together. Steph Simon, y'all are dope. Um, if you don't know anything about it, please check out their website, Fire in Little Africa. I'll put the th- the that in the show notes so you can support them and listen to some Oklahoma hip hop. Yeah, that's great. That's interesting just to even 
uh, look at that region as, you know, for music. So that'll be interesting to check out. I'm glad it's doing so well. Now I'm seeing so much conversation around uh, the Tulsa massacres, uh, especially recently. Um, question of the week for my listeners and for you, Carly. This one's a little random, lighten us up. If you couldn't be convicted of any one type of crime, what criminal charge would you like to be immune to? Embezzlement. <laughs> Where you gonna embezzle from? Damn, Lala. <laughs> no, um, no, like, but white, white collar crime. Maybe embezzlement. I gotta like Google the terms, but where am I? Yeah, but say, you gotta be working somewhere to embezzle. Oh, well, never, never mind. Not embezzlement. Well, I guess stealing then. Um, but not like bank robbery, but like on a white collar type of crime thing. Because so I could funny. be on an island somewhere. We could be, we could be, uh, Carly's Beach or Carly's, um, I don't know, Cabana. Be Carly well, you read my mind because I was gonna say bank robbery or like just straight thievery. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm just trying to steal some shit and not get in trouble for it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Cause I'm robbing banks. I'm stealing from museums. I'm stealing from the jewelry store. So yeah, that's Man, we're icy in our little cabana. <laughs> All right, that's that. <laughs> Ice me out. Um, thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate it. We look forward to talking to you next week.